All right, here we are. I think episode eight or nine. Nine. No, wait. Eight. I don't know. What do we got? All right. All right, you simple people. This is Simple Questions Podcast. You know the nuts and the bolts of this podcast. Let's keep it simple. So we're going Southern accent. My name is Gretchen. (laughs) Our simple guest is Robert Adam. He's from Ojai, California. He runs a thousand acre ranch and is a customer of Patrick's welding business and is a good friend. Yeah, actually I call him Bob. Bob he's a really he's actually became a really good acquaintance friend. I mean it's not like I call him when, you know, every Christmas or anything, but he's a good friend and we respect each other and he respects me and I respect him and we've become actually, you know, good friends. When we go I go out to the ranch, he calls me. I used to go out there a lot. But now I go out there maybe once a year, twice a year or something because there's always something that breaks or something. And we sit on the tailgate and and he oh he doesn't smoke, but the first thing he asks for is a cigarette. And so we sit on the tailgate so he can do fucking backflips in his brain because he's my cigarettes, whatever. Anyway, it was a good conversation. He wanted to, he was real eager to come on the podcast because we always have cool things to talk about when we at the ranch and so. I was I was pretty stoked that he he ran right out here to do this podcast and it was a really cool conversation that we had. So what else you got? Well, why don't we let's go. Let's get this fucker started. Two thumbs up. It's two thumbs up right there, bitches. Anyways, my guess is Bob Adams, right? Your last name was no Adams. Huh? No S. Adam. Bob right. Adam. You all run a Ohio ranch. Like, how many acres is that? 700? There's uh, just uh, uh, 23 acres short of 1,000. Really? Yeah, it's a pretty significant uh, parcel of land in Ojai. Legally in Ventura County, but it borders uh, Ojai. So, yeah, and, and it's a it's a challenging job. I I wouldn't refer to it as a job because it's the love of my life. It's a lifestyle. How long you been up there? Um, at the ranch, twenty five years. Wait a minute, we got to make this official. Oh, here's to you. <laughs> little gin and tonic and uh, Coors Light. Coors Light. Uh, you've been out there at that ranch for 20 years? 25 years? It's a gorgeous ranch out there, too. It has... It is gorgeous. With with any uh, large parcel, you're going to have 
many different personalities at different times of the year. But the ranch uh, in itself, because of its topography up against the uh, north side of South Mountain and the west side of Black Mountain, uh, we, we do have a mountainous geography. They're not a Mount Everest, but you know, relative to Ojai, they're considered mountains and we have a lot of flat area. So we have a number of revenue streams up there. We have cell sites and we have uh, uh, horses that we board, uh, 80 horses at times and um, different. And, uh, and the pond thing too. Yeah, and the pond. Are we, we allowed just, to talk about that? <laughs> we just put in a put in a uh, rather large irrigation reservoir. Kind of funny that you mentioned that. We put a bunch of fish in. We put about 3,000 different fish in there. Uh, largemouth bass, um, catfish, sunfish, perch. And my son and I went out there today thinking we were going to kill them. Uh, I don't know how many times I casted. All I saw was and heard was a kerplunk. Uh, and when I pulled it back in, there was just a bunch of weeds on the hook. And I was laughing uh, at my lack of fishing ability and telling my son, I don't know how many times I've been fishing. I would venture to say I probably caught 10 fish in my entire life. Yeah, I, me too. The, I have no patience. I, 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 I just, uh, you know. I don't eat fish. I don't, I don't like Neither it. do I. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know. Why are you fishing? I don't know, because that's what uh, apparently you're supposed to do when you have a fishing pole in your hand. So I, I don't eat them, and I throw them back in, and sorry, buddy, I didn't mean to mess up your lip, but have a nice life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what did you get started? You were an electrical contractor or something? Yes, I, I was an electrical contractor for about 15 years, and... Uh, Worked primarily uh, south of the uh, Caneo grade and uh, did a lot of business parks, uh, tilt-ups, uh, uh, a lot of work in, in Simi. When that growth explosion took place, I was part of that. And uh, then I got tired of, I got tired of dealing with the uh, pace of the Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, every time that I would come home, I would be a different person than I, who I was when I left at four o'clock in the morning. And I just, I just got tired of it, so I, I transitioned into this position and became available. And I said, hey, I'll do that. I was born and raised on a ranch in San Joaquin Valley. Uh, love the dirt, love turning the dirt, working the dirt. So sign me up, and it's been a marriage made in heaven for 25 years. I'm can, a very lucky man. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, it seems like a cool life. When you come up um, and, and uh, do, do uh, uh, work for us up there, um, I, see, I see a different path than I do down in your office. I mean, you seem to be relaxed and... And really take in, I don't know, take in the environment that is out there. Versus? Well, what it's like in the city, working, it's, you know. When I, when you say when I come out to the ranch, it's different than when I'm at the shop. 
Yeah, you you just seem to be a little more relaxed. There's a little less of an edge. Yeah, whatever, kinda, whatever that edge, wherever it comes from. I kind of get away from my bullshit element of. Yeah, when I come up the ranch, the first thing we do is put the tailgate down and have a cigarette. Yeah, absolutely. No, don't yeah. say that again. I want one. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, we can talk about anything, dude. I mean, uh, so let's talk about let's talk about we, some of the current events. Um, I, I have some interesting spins on one of the one of the louder, larger issues that has come up in the last couple of weeks, and that's sexual harassment and I was I know that's isn't that kind of exploded fucking crazy oh just I mean it, it, but you know you know what happens I mean it's happened it's just like social media is just exploding with it it's like now they can talk about it or something I don't know yeah it's come out of the closet excuse me for you know saying that but um um I had a I had a conversation with my son who is 20 years old 21 years old, and he has a completely different perspective than I do on many, many, many things. And I, I wanted to get his spin on what constitutes sexual harassment. I know it's a, it's a, it's a thin line when somebody puts your hand on your knee. When they put their, when they, when somebody puts your hand on your knee, is that sexual harassment? And so it's kind of like putting up a. A barrier. It's like, okay, what's true and what's fucking false? One of the one of the comments that he made is 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 that uh, his description was when somebody touches you without your permission. That's could be considered sexual so, harassment. And I'm going, okay, I, I'm I'm going fast forward in our conversation. I said to him, it appears that at some point in our in our human journey, that we're going to have to spell it out in a book, in a manual, what constitutes sexual harassment. Is it a glance that lasts more than five seconds? Is it looking at a cleavage? Is it uh, your eyes fixed on somebody's buttocks for uh, an X amount of time? So do we have to have a written, you know, a guidebook, a guidelines to instruct us on what not to do and what's allowable. And he just, he cut to the chase and said, you don't touch anybody if they don't want to be touched. And I said, well, I, I don't think that's that simple. That's kind it's of like... The, it goes back into the, it's it's our human nature. You know, it's... the. The caveman and us, we're, we're getting into a whole new thing. We are cavemen. Men are cavemen. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're getting into a whole new thing where it's our instincts are getting fucked by technology. I mean, I, I, I there's remember. a courting, what's a, there's a courting thing where you yeah. court a woman and, you know, there's, you know, you could go over those boundaries, but, yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's, it's hard to... If a person rejects your advances, you uh, that's that. harassment. You need to honor that. And then it should end right there. Yeah, and and so my point was, how do you define sexual harassment? And I've seen and heard, like many of your listeners, Pat, uh, probably have uh, definitions 
of what sexual harassment is to them. I remember when, uh, probably 45 years ago, when I worked in an office, uh, there was a girl there that had extremely long legs. And the four guys that worked in the office, there were two women, the girl with the long legs and another lady, and I remember us always making some type of giving some type of sexual innuendo uh, regarding her legs, and she would laugh uh, and and Jokingly. shrug it off. Um, but it 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 obviously bothered her, and it didn't dawn on me back then because that's the way I was raised. I'm not excusing it or saying it's okay. But that's the way we were raised, not intentionally raised, but raised by the community, raised by your male environment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So everybody else did it. It must be okay. Well, it isn't okay, and so... See, I, I'm opposite, kind of. I never... I was raised by a single mom, and I had a sister... Yeah. I mean, I completely respect women, and I am the biggest fucking pussy when it comes to being rejected. And I can never, I can't even imagine putting myself in those positions. But those are positions of power. I've never had a position of power. Well, like which, they, like they always say, it's not about sex; it's about power. Yeah. I think there's a mixed bag there. I mean, what are men driven by? 70-80% of their, their, their being is to procreate. Uh, how they handle that, that mating or that matchmaking or Courting. whatever you want to call it, um, there's a right way and a wrong way. And, and obviously the wrong way is being addressed now. And it's, Big time. Uh, it's about time. That yeah, like I said, I've, nev I've never been in that position, ever. I've, I've never disrespected a woman. I, like I said, I was raised by two women and I would I mean my mom yeah I've had stepdads where they beat her and and I'm like the most passive male that where yeah you are and where I would if rejection is just like you know fucking moving on and I wouldn't even put myself in the position for rejection except in certain you know like online dating or something but it was like and I, in fact I I, th I thought about that with the whole dating scene where now technology has this dating dot com, uh, match coms and these, you know, all these online dating, online dating. Yeah. It's so easy now to just find somebody compatible with you versus going out and it, the whole dancing. When I was in, in the eighties, we used to go and, and go and try to find a girl to dance and try to, you know, quarter, Worth your magic. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that. Yeah. I mean, I was think I was thinking about you know, I should make a a website that's called mifuckable.com. Okay. You I go, mean, girl. It's, that's all it is. I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I mean, it, it. That's what it is. That's it. But you can, without personally. You can meet somebody and find their personalities and, and, and go back and forth before you want to meet that person. I don't have yeah. to ask that chick to dance at some fucking MC Hammer song and hopefully she'll talk to me later when we're done dancing. 
the, the dating landscape has changed and the whole uh, conversation about what constitutes uh, unwanted pressure, um, you know, we need to educate our males. Um, no, we don't need to educate our males. We need to educate those old fucks. The, the younger guys, like your son you talk to, Yeah, he's good. Yeah, My son, my daughter, all of us, have, all of the younger generation have, have know what the boundaries are. It's these old fucks. You don't see anybody in their fucking 20s or 30s. I, 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 would, I would take exception to that when I was talking with my son today. Unless they were raised by a fucking shithead. Okay. When I was talking with my son today, um, I, I said, you know, I really appreciate uh, how you uh, treat your girlfriend and how I've seen you interact with uh, people of the opposite sex uh, um, when, you know, when you're in that company. Um, and his comment was, and I said something like, um, I'm sure you have friends that are pretty clumsy or rude or whatever, you know, whatever the hell you want to say. And he, he referenced one friend that I'm familiar with, and he said, this guy's a fucking caveman uh, when it comes to women. And I'm going, well, I wonder where that came from. It's parenting. I, I, huh? It's fucking parenting. It's well, the, the odd thing, Pat, is, is that I know both parents. And both parents don't seem to be, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't uh, shadowed them their entire life. But what I've seen about them, they're very professional, they're very well-spoken, and they're very considerate of, of one another. When they interact, I, I don't hear any, you know, snide remarks. Um, and, and yet this, this friend of my son is just a caveman when it comes to women. And, okay, how'd you learn that? What, who told you that was all right? So, you know, who knows? But you're right, it does come from women. I mean, it does, it does come from parenting. Yeah, parenting can be a big thing. It, de it just depends on how, you know, the, the conversation between you know, the, the father and the mom, they might, you know, joke around and, you know, he might be disrespectful to her, just joking around. He might think that, the son might think that that's normal, but they, you know, have a good relationship, mom and dad. But when you have a when you have a relationship that works, the boundaries for interplay are much different than they are out in the general public. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you're at a grocery store, when you're at the department store, um, you can be in basically the, the same situation, but the rules are different. You don't have that freedom. See the mo see the mother and father might be having like a playful conversation, and, yeah. and he might think that's like a normal thing. Yeah. So he might have a playful comment conversation, thinking it's a conversation, but it's a playful, and it might be inappropriate. Yeah. But the, no, with no, the you're mom, right. you're right. You're right. The mom might be going, "Oh, that's just the way he is. That fucking yeah. Silly fucking bastard." So how about our president? Uh, I think I yeah, I think he's doing an awesome job, man. And and all these fuckheads that. You know, sit there and say uh, he's a, the haters. He's, uh, yeah, the haters. I think he's doing a. Really There's a lot. I I, I, I admire the Donald. I admire him. I can't imagine anybody wanting to be the president with that responsibility. I know. However, 
what he wants to do for our country, I'm ten fingers up in the air, I'm all for Donald, knock it out. That being said, he is the most clumsy fucking idiot I have ever heard in office. He's out of his element, man. <laughs> he what? He's out of his element. Pretty much. Um, he, pretty much. He, I he think just, he was just flustered when he became when they swore him in. He's like, "Holy shit!" Oh my god, like, what just happened? What yeah, did I do? Jesus Christ! I actually won this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I don't pay attention to the news that much. I don't pay attention to politics. I, I just don't have fucking time for it. I mean, I wish I didn't. I, I'm consumed by it. I, you know, I see these protesters and these people. I'm just like, how do they have fucking time for this shit? I got, I, I gotta go to work. You know, I'm, I, I gotta go out and be a. I, that's my goal is to go out and be a productive citizen, and that's what I fucking do. And I see these people holding up signs, and all I see is. Make my life better. Make my life better. It's like, fuck you. Go make your own fucking life better. I can't... I, paying attention to politics is like fucking pushing on a We've become an entitlement society. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. Um, Get a uh, fucking Make job. my life better. I can't make it better myself. Yeah, that's what it is. The government needs to do more for me. And Oh, by the way, what do you do I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to break a sweat. I don't want to do something that I don't want to do. And, oh, by the way, pay me a lot for it. Yeah, I'm too busy fucking working for a living. Yeah. Making money. I, 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 yeah. I'm too busy being goddamn productive. Because I can be productive, but I don't have time for that. I, I can't believe you see these protesters, thousands of them. I'm like, where are their fucking bosses telling them, get your fucking ass to work? Why do they have, I don't see how they even have time for that shit, except all I see is the fucking sign saying, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to make my life better? We're not. No, none of us. You're going to make your life better. You're going to make your life better, you fucking dumb shit. Yeah. It's, I, that's why I can't, I don't have patience for it. The thing, the thing that really bothers me is that when they, when they argue about something or when they protest, the level of their understanding about what it would take to fix the problem they're complaining about. It's a very one-sided. <laughs> well, it's, it's about as thick as a Reader's Digest. Um, you know, they're working in the shallow end of the pool. Um, find out more about what you have a problem with and... Um, fix it, motherfucker. <laughs> well, get the, get the right format. Yelling and screaming and crying, burning buildings, breaking shit. You know, come on, give me a fucking break. I know. It's um, stupid. I, I, it's like I put my boots on and I'm just like turn that shit off and I gotta go to work and build shit and that's how I live my life well I do the same thing as you do Pat problem is I got the radio on on high and I need to I need to break it I need to turn it off because when I'm not listening to that shit life is good yeah I'm, I'm thinking really good things and you know I, I have great conversations with my friends and I listen to the news and it's like Put on the boxing gloves. Let's go, motherfucker. I'm just, I'm fuck. <laughs> no, that's I, I, why I, so I don't get really caught up in it. I just, I just can't. I got, yeah. it's like all you're doing is pushing on a fucking rope. The best thing I can do is just get, put my fucking boots on and go to work and fix and build shit. And that's all I can do. I don't really. Uh, you're not racing anymore? 
Uh, online racing? Yeah. No, I quit like about three years ago. Why? You were really, you were in deep. Yeah, I just, plus when we moved here, my simulator just would not fit in this place because my old thing was, we had an older house and I just bolted my simulator up to a wall and it's yeah. like, and then it was just mindless laps. And then my buddy who I was racing with, he was in Canada, one of my best buddies that we raced together, he, uh, he did all my setups and everything and helped me out a lot and he had younger kids and got into uh, coaching hockey because he's Canadian, duh. Yeah. And he just kind of disappeared and then I just kind of said, fuck it. You, I, you don't understand how much you got to go through just to be competitive. No, I don't. And I, I race It's fucking nuts. So, yeah, I just, I, I kind of want to get back into it, but I've got a buddy that's uh, Ben Tech Mark. He's a actual truck racer, and I'm trying to get him to sell his shit. He's my age, since 50s, I think now. I'm like, sell, sell his, his stuff shit. to you. What's that? To you. What do you mean? Do you sell mean? his stuff to you? No, not sell it. Just sell it, and let's build you a simulator, and let's start doing iRacing. Oh, oh. You know, I go, you don't have to burn any calories doing it. It's just, <laughs> you know, he has to go to Irwindale, load up the trailer, spend, buy tires, and all. I mean, I'm just like, dude. That's not going to happen again. Yeah. Let's go do... I, if, if I had somebody to do it with me, I'd do it again. But I kind of ended up by myself. I was in a league and I just... Oh God. It, it just got to my... Too consuming. Too consuming. Yeah. And then when Gretchen got her iPad or um, she started playing some, you know, games... And I said, let me see that thing. And I downloaded a game, like, you know, I don't know, Candy Crush or something. It was like instant gratification. I'm like, fuck that race. What the hell shit. is Candy? I see Candy Crush. I don't Crush. know. That's old. That's old shit. But I, I got, like, Clash Clans, Boo I don't get that shit. Candy Crush. What, what do you that's, do? That's dumb. Mindless man. entertainment? Yeah. It's, is this like Whack-A-Mole or something? Yeah, it's dumb. I never got into it much. But I do do some games on my tablet and stuff like that. But, yeah, I would like to get back into the online racing. It's pretty fun, but I just can't, I can't find myself unless I got somebody to help me. Yeah, the pictures I saw, uh, you had a lot of stuff in that room and your personal chair and your helmet. and I didn't have a helmet. Yeah, you did. You wore a helmet. <laughs> no. I saw it. Those little headphones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else is I going to talk about? Sports. Uh, I don't pay attention to sports. Okay. Like what sports? Football. That's, you know, what's on now. Um, I'm a, I'm a Packers How about fan. this whole, how about this whole controversy? Oh, kneeling over shit. The American flag and kneeling and the national anthem and what's your spin on that? Well, I talked to Kim, Kim was on the podcast. I had her, she's a uh, part owner of the Venture Boatyard and she's a breast cancer survivor. Yeah. So I had her on the podcast, and we talked about that because they're big football fans. They have a huge. They used to have huge Super Bowl parties and stuff. Yeah. And my take is, fuck them. I think it's bullshit. You, you you don't think they have a point? No, I uh, no, I I really don't. I think it's like if you're gonna be on our team, America's. I'm holding up air quotes. That's only one team. Yeah, but I'm just You're talking saying, about the Dallas Cowboys. 
I, uh, be- yeah, I believe when you say America's team in quotation marks. I'm just saying, if you're going to be on our team, play by the fucking rules. Okay, well, the owners aren't saying that. And I believe that the owners are yielding to political pressure. Um, do does Did Colin Kaepernick have a point to make? Yeah, he did. The problem is, I think he went about it the wrong way and he gave it too many legs. It lasted too long. If he was really serious about the issues that he was talking about, spend your own money and come, develop a, a, you know, make an organization that addresses the issues that you're concerned about. Don't disrupt and bring in, um, a, don't turn a football game into a political discussion. Or about me. It was about him. It's about me. Um, Pretty much. And then all these other guys that locked arms, um, um, I don't know that they necessarily felt the way that Kaepernick did, but it was kind of like this group think. You know, well, you're doing it. I need to do it too. And I want to be part of the, you know, I want to be part of the movement, whether I agree about agree with it or not. Um, I just think it got too much airplay and, and uh, Roger Goodell, you know, Roger. Uh, uh, come on now. Make them stop it. This is football. This isn't politics. And that's yeah. what it turned into. Yeah. I don't want to pay $100 for a goddamn ticket and, and, and I'll go watch a Trump rally for free instead of going to a football game playing 100, paying $100 for a ticket sitting in the nosebleed seats and, and have somebody disrespect, disrespect our flag. And that really bothered me. Yeah, I think it got too many, too much, too many legs. I, I, uh, I, I just don't. If you're gonna make a statement, do it kind of on your own. Well, yeah. You know, don't do it. Have a rally, and I'll go. If I agree with you, I'll go show up at your, at your, uh, at your rally. Yeah. Don't interrupt something I'm trying to do that I paid for that has nothing to do with your issue. Yeah, and it's like. If you're, if you're gonna be on a team, be on the team and follow the rules of the team. So I, I, I don't I don't really give it that much real estate in my brain. It's the same thing as like I said, you know, with the people protesting and all that shit. It's like, I have to know, turn it off. I, when they start the game, I'm, when they sing the national anthem, I'm changing channels. No disrespect for the national anthem. I don't want to watch that political show. That part of the broadcast. Yeah, me either. I can't watch it. When NASCAR does the national anthem and they have somebody sing the whatever, and I'm just like, mm. you don't have people. You don't have people protesting at NASCAR. I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteeing that you don't have people protesting at a NASCAR thing. No, they're not allowed. Well, yeah, not allowed. Who doesn't allow them? And they, they had the owners, Joe Gibb and uh, Richard Childress said, if you fucking kneel, you're fucking fired. Why can't, okay, why can't the NFL do that? Why can't Goodell do that? Because they're fucking pussies. (laughs) To put it mildly, yeah. Take a break. Yeah, I don't give it much real estate in my brain. All right, music. So, the guy's name was Bill Thrasher. um, And my challenge was to riff 
uh, or comp on top of, of this song called Sweet Georgia Brown. Uh, I had two weeks to come up with something. I came to the class and, uh, you know, it was a one-on-one -on -one and he had his guitar and he started playing the rhythm to it and all I could do was harmonics, single note harmonics for yeah, not that clear and and not that smooth. And he looked at me and he said, "Bob, thank you very much. I have nothing more for you." He just sent me out the door. And it finally dawned on me how much I sucked at at hearing a line and trying to create recreate it and. You know, playing on top of, of, of a rhythm track. Um, so he just kicked me out the door and it crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found out the music industry is just a bunch of fucking shit. Well, there's a difference between music industry and record sales. And now it seems like they're all about record sales and not so much music. However... With the re re uh, the renewed interest to vinyl, I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, no, big time. Vinyl's coming back now. Yeah. Rather than having this perfectly surgically correct music, that isn't how music is played. You don't engineer. Musicians don't like to be engineered. You hear you hear the muted strings and the buzz strings and the wrong notes. It's just music at its play as it's played not, you know, absolute perfection. Every note, clear, and... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah when I got into music, I was, I was like, like I said, I was, a, I was basically a composer, and it, and it would take me hours and hours. I, I had no desire to entertain at yeah. all. I didn't want to be an entertainer. I wanted to just write music for mus uh, movies and commercials and, and television. Wow. Because I could compose a, a song from start to finish, you know, really? I could come up with a jingle and all that. Yeah, I'll, really? I'll, I'll I'll play you something. I would I would at another time. But I it would, would take hours and hours and hours. And yeah. but because I I grew up around a piano, I I played drums, and so I could come up with you know I used to play with my buddy Sean, who was a guest. You know, we used to. We used to be in the 80s and the new wave when the yeah. electronic era came yeah. in. I mean, we were fucking on it. But I just kind of, you know, when you're a certified welder back in the 80s, it's like, fuck, I'll go make fucking money. I'm, I'll never be a fucking starting, starving artist. And it was, a, it was a passion thing. You have to be passionate about it. I remember, I remember one of the guys that, that, uh, that I met probably 40 years ago, um, Whenever I would see him, he would be in his living room, in the bathroom, out on his front porch, getting out of his car. There was always a guitar there, and he was always playing it. In reference to your comment about there has to be a passion. Has to be a passion. Yeah, and and I'm thinking to myself, I, I could never, I could never put that much energy into something that I really want to get that kind of res of a result from. I didn't have the discipline and the energy to do what it takes. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't have the passion for it. It's too easy for me to go make seventy-five fucking dollars an hour. 
you know, fuck it. I, 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 I'll never be a starving artist, ever. I mean, I'd, I'd like to do it, and I, 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 I saw so many, I saw so much fucking talent during the mp3.com when the internet started. There was so much fucking talent. There is, there and, is an, an innumerable, innumerable, and the and, and the top forty bullshit. I, I, so I, I don't, I haven't listened to the radio in ten years. In ten years, I have not listened to the radio. Really? If I run out of podcasts, I might listen to NPR, and maybe because my radio thing that I listen to podcasts at my shop doesn't get reception, I'll listen to country music. Hey, hey, yeah, that's it. I have no respect, you know. When I go through the, ch- sometimes when I, I'll just fuck around and go through the channels yeah. on my radio, and I'm just like, it's fucking pathetic. It's 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 just gross. All the commercial bubblegum bullshit. It's just like. Well, those are record sales. Yeah. Real music. Okay, when you say real music, that's an insult to musicians because music, like any other art, is subjective. The jingle that you hear, you think sucks the mop head. I might hear it and go, oh my God, I need to sit down. That is so good. Well, the thing, too, is it's simplicity. Yeah. It's keeping things completely simple for the non-musician mind. That's what you they got to focus on. You know, the, the, the 16-year-old girls that don't have that. You know, we have a, a metronome on our fucking heads. And, yeah. and so when they... You know the sixteen-year-old girls, what they're focusing on, they don't know what a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four count. They don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. We listen to a one, two, three, four, one. We know the hooks are coming. We know and everything. Yeah. We, we overthink a lot of it. So they're looking for the. They're looking for that twelve-year-old mindless line. entertainment. Yeah. 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 So it's it's. Were, I you, just, were you ever a fan of Queen? Yeah. Yeah, Queen. Oh, come on. They're over the top. They're over the top. Yeah, what they took, were. What it took at the end of Freddie Prince's, not Freddie Prince, but what the hell is his name? Freddie, God damn it! I'm going to do it again. The guy, the guy that, you know, was the, was the front man. Yeah. Um, at the end of their, their heyday, the music that they created in the studio and were was one level of... Just insane um, orchestral, yeah. choir, chorus. How they could take that to an to a, 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 an arena and duplicate it, almost note for note. Exact. It just blows me away how they could do that. I know the layers. You know, I don't have the nomenclature to do my comment justice, but yeah. But I know what you're saying that it was they. Yeah, Queen. They kind of set the bar. Yeah, uh, uh, a recent death, uh, Tom Petty. Were you a Tom Petty fan? Oh yeah. I would. I would say yeah. You'd have to be. How could you not not like Tom Petty? Yeah, there was. A, in fact, that one song by that dude that got sued. What's his name? Fuck here I go again. Can't remember a fucking name. Um, he did that one song. He just got sued for it, like about three, four years ago. When I heard that song, I'm all, that's a Tom Petty song. Yeah. Uh, what was it? God damn it. I'm going to draw a blank again. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, when I heard the song, it was like a top 40 hit. And I'm all, that's top. That's a Tom Petty song. 
That's a we, good we were, for we were talking about mindless music, and uh, um, one of the things I noticed, I, I, I saw Tom Petty once, and the thing that uh, caught my attention was, of all the concerts I've gone to, 90% of the people there knew every single word to every one of his songs. Oh, yeah. And, and normally you're not going to see that. They'll know the words to one or two songs uh, or, you know, know the hook or whatever. People just mouthed every single word to every one of his songs. It's just an amazing... There was a huge YouTube video of a football stadium. I think it was a college game, maybe. I don't. I can't remember, but the YouTube video was uh, everybody in the whole stadium was singing "Can't Back Down." Yeah, to Tom Petty when he passed away. When he passed away. Yeah. And the whole stadium fucking did it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Petty was a legend. Yeah. All right. So what else, Vern? Um, we could do some Tom Petty songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fading. I know I'm getting tired myself. I really didn't eat all day and nothing. I haven't talked this much in, since the last time we talked. Yeah, on my tailgate at the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Let's end this fucker. Good chatting with you, Patrick. Yeah. We'll I'm glad you showed again. up, man. It was yeah. cool. All right, we're gonna end this motherfucker. Thanks for See listening, people. <laughs> hey, contact us at simplequestions at AOL.com. Remember, simple questions is with two S's at the end at AOL.com. And we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. It has that big of an R. It does. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems like Bob really enjoyed uh, coming over and uh, chatting with you. Yeah, he did. That was fun. I like doing that. That's why it's called Simple Questions. I mean, you can go anywhere for sports and politics and bullshit. There's so many things out there. But my whole goal is to have life stories. That's what I want to hear. That's what I listen to. I listen to podcasts all day long. I want to hear life stories. Those are the most interesting. I don't want to hear about politics. I don't want to hear about the fucking quarterback on the Kansas City Chiefs. If that's right. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Anyways. Um, and who do awesome. we... Hey. Hey. Who, who do we have <laughs> next week? My mom uh, did a talk. And Bonner County, Idaho, with her Indian policy stuff, it was a really cool listen. I asked if I could turn it into a podcast, and she said, hell yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, next week, my mom's uh, speech at Bonner County with the Women's Republic, Republican, I don't know, I don't want to fuck this up, but it was really cool. So, that's coming up next week. Anyways, see you guys later. Bye.